Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Hi there and welcome back once again. Uh, this is, uh, I think today is a really important subject uh, because the Journal, Journal of American Medical Association, the Pediatric Board, released a study in October of 2023 with 213 children in the study, 79 or 37% had non-persistent ASD that had actually had their diagnosis of autism either taken away or had a severe, sincere reduction in their symptoms of autism. Now, these children had had some type of intervention and uh, some of it was you know, behavioral analysis and different kinds of therapies. But what we know, especially here at Naturally Recovering Autism, is that we wanna work with the underlying root causes. And when we do that, yes, symptoms can reduce and for many can even be eliminated and go away as they did for my own son, even after I was told that it was not possible. So first of all, I wanna tell you, never ever listen to the naysayers. And understand that there, again, are these underlying root causes in their biology, in their health, these toxins and co-infections and other things that are inflaming their brain. Now, 
therapies are an expense. And so we want to make sure that anything we're spending money on, because yes, having a child with ASD can be very expensive to get them healthy, keep them healthy, therapies, all of the uh, medical treatments, anything you're doing, even just extra care, or maybe the time you've taken off work or no longer are working because you need to stay home with your child, this is all very, very costly. And so what we want to do as parents is get the most out of what we're doing so we can get the absolute best results for our child as well. Now, if you've got your child in a therapy and their brain is too toxic or inflamed to be able to carry out the task that is asked for them. This was the case with my own son, even though he was brilliant, he would say, mom, I want to, but I can't, why can't I? And what it came down to later on, after I took him out of these therapies that weren't working, even the therapist eventually agreed with me and I, I pulled him out and I then did now what's now my four stage framework 17 years ago, I didn't know all that I have to share with you now. That's why I'm here. But once I worked with those underlying root causes, then his symptoms went away altogether. Now, I have helped hundreds of parents worldwide at any age, and I've watched this happen for parents over and over. Some remove their autism, get their autism diagnosis removed, and others keep it, and that's fine. But children who are absolutely nonverbal, severe autistic, their, their experts told them that their child would never, ever speak, and they should just, you know, like, you know, we just kind of succumb to it. They moved forward and I helped them with the process and their children are speaking. Some say endlessly, like regular, regular, normal speech, not even inhibited. And uh, others who couldn't sleep or sleeping through the night, others who were getting A's and D's or hey, D's and F's are getting A's and B's. So a lot of these kids and ones who were violent and you know even aggressive could can now be calm and happy and relaxed. So let's talk a little bit further about why this is. Now, when this study came out, what they were looking at are self-care skills. They were hoping, you know, can a child dress themselves? Can they possibly be independent? Can they uh, can they make their own food, their own meals? Are they able to stay alone by themselves? You know, uh, all of these things are really important to know. And the study also said that well-educated moms had higher outcomes. 60% had college education. But the key is just being educated and persistent in autism. Now, when my son was diagnosed, I didn't know that much about autism. I do have over 30 years uh, background as a craniosacral therapist studying the brain, but I didn't know that much about autism. Fortunately, I knew that the brain could heal. It is a scientific fact. And I also knew that there were further underlying causes, how much nutrition made a difference, how much the toxic load can make a difference. And so I started digging into this for autism because I was finding out I wasn't getting a lot of help out there from others who were supposed to know and didn't. And I was spending a lot of money as you probably have done. So I thought, well, what could I do? So let me do this research on my own and, you know, I figured it out. And it, it, again, it took me over a decade, but well worth it. Right. And so I'm here to share these resources with you, because when these types of studies are released, it helps, I hope, release some controversy there is around people thinking, well, are we trying to change people with autism or we're saying something's wrong with them or not letting them be who, who they are? This is absolutely not what we're saying. What I am saying is that we want to help any person, especially a person with autism, live to their full potential. 
Now, if you're nonverbal and want to speak, if you're violent and aggressive and you can become calm, if you can't think clearly and focus and learn, even though you have a very high IQ, then that's not okay. You're not living to your full potential. And parents are having a hard time struggling with challenges at home. This can all be alleviated. And so what we want to know is what your child's best results can be. So what I want to do is um, I'm going to jump into the diagnostic statistical manual because I think it's really important to understand as after this study was released, I thought, you know, these findings, what does it say? They suggest that ASD diagnosis in a child younger than three years may not persist and child specific factors may be associated with persistence. So this is the persistence of continuing and keeping going for one, never giving up and knowing that, you know, basically it's saying the prevalence of autism di diagnostic disorders continues to increase and in early diagnosis is emphasized. However, I've, I've also worked with parents who their children are almost 40 years old, you know, so at any age, I know it can be helped uh, uh, immensely. Even one mom, her son was 27 years old and he still was nonverbal within a few months of working with me. He's, he's, he's not only talking, but reading books, books with her. And so they're saying if children at earlier interventions, which could, could even heighten and help their improvements as well, ages five to seven years of age, uh, can elevate whether a baseline child specific and demographic characteristic and receipt of, in, receipt of interventions are associated with ASD again, with that persistence. So this is a, a study that's telling us the benefits, but what I want to do is also look at where they get these, you know, when we get a, a DSM diagnosis, the stands for diagnostic statistical manual. This is what they use to diagnose our children with autism. They're going to go by basically labeling somebody based on a group of symptoms. That is what a diagnosis is. That's why you've seen people with other things going on, whether it's a, a, you know, an illness or ailment of some type, they diagnose based on a group of symptoms. Well, if those group of symptoms go away, then what do they have? Is that recovery? Is it that they have a lower level of what they used to have? Is something in remission? In the case of autism, do they still have it or do they not? Are they still diagnosable? Well, either way, what we want to do is help children. We want to help them live again to that full potential. Now, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, now this is interesting. So it basically says to be diagnosed with ASD, an individual must meet all three of the following uh, criteria. Difficulties in social, social and emotional reciprocity, including you know trouble with social and appro social approach and skills. Number two, difficulties in nonverbal communication used for social interaction, including abnormal eye contact and body language. Three, deficits in developing and maintaining relationships with other people. Now, all three of those can be pretty you know broad, right? Okay, so now we go on with the DSM saying this includes demonstrating at least two of the following four restricted and repetitive behavior interests and activities. One, stereotype speech, repetitive motor movements. Two, rigid adherence to routines, obsessive compulsive disorder. A lot of people have those, right? Again, a little broad. 
highly restricted interests with abnormal intensity to focus. Again, basically OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, um, hyperfocus, right? Okay, that's another one. Four, increased or decreased in reactivity to sensory input. Anybody had ever had over, over sensory overload? <laughs> so they have to have at least two of those four. Okay, we know children with ASD can have all of the above or some of the above. It's why they call it a spectrum disorder. Now, what we wanna look at is what causes these things to happen? Anybody could have these. So again, what level is it? Is it a diagnosis? Is it a misdiagnosis? Maybe they have autism. Maybe they have underlying root causes and infections and toxicity that's causing these behaviors because these things directly affect the brain. That's where I come in. I work with the biology, right? It's important to work with the root causes, physical and emotional, of course. So, you know, and at what level are they? Are they level one? They're requiring support. Level two, requiring substantial support or level three, requiring very, very substantial support. Now, again, knowing these levels, I have worked with parents who have had a level three requiring very substantial support. And now today they are level one requiring a little support. They need, you know, they have difficulty with some social interactions. They need a little help, a little help in the classroom, maybe just, you know, uh, you know, just for now, like, you know, it, it, it's not that, you know, that extreme anymore. They're becoming independent where they couldn't before. That's important. So what are these, some of these causes again? Now, as you know, if you've been following me for a while, I have my four stage framework and I teach it to parents like you, and that's why I'm here. And so I'm going to go over this. So part of this starts with the gut. The gut controls the brain and 80% of the immune system. So you've got leaky gut affecting neurotransmitters in the brain like serotonin and dopamine. And they will cause, you know, they if those neurotransmitters or brain messengers aren't made properly in the gut because the gut is inflamed or has leaky gut holes in the gut lining, allowing undigested foods into the bloodstream, creating toxic issues and uh, inflammation on the brain and uh, food allergies and more problems with the gut. Well, the gut, again, affecting the brain and these neurotransmitters responsible for things like mood stability, sleep, proper sleep, uh, appetite satiety, ability to focus and concentrate. Sound familiar, right? Okay, starting with the gut. You've got things like candida or yeast overgrowth or other pathogenic bacteria living in the gut that are causing more inflammation. And there are studies showing that these microbes in the gut, the good have to, have to be override the bad. The bad override the good, those microbes actually directly affect the brain. Heavy metals. So we've got things like mercury, lead, aluminum, cadmium, all of these things cause major disruption in the brain. You can get them from our, you know, food you eat, air you breathe, water you drink. Uh, they're everywhere prevalent in our society, right? And they accumulate in the body. In many, many ways, we can get this toxic overload. I'm going to go through, there is a huge list to all each of these, but I'm going to go through some of the heightened ones, neurological problems, learning disabilities, depression, poor memory. Now, this is lead poisoning, by the way, uh, problem with social engagement, aggressive, and even violent activity, 
uh, nausea and vomiting, poor appetite, insomnia, excessive fatigue, hyperactivity, seizures, anemia, all of these things. Sound familiar? Okay, we're gonna move on. Mercury, mercury is a huge one. And you're gonna see heightened activity in your child with autism, especially boys around puberty, because as we get that surge of testosterone at, around puberty, when testosterone and mercury come together, it is just like exacerbates all of the problems that toxic mercury causes. Now let's talk about some of those. What are they for mercury? Excessive irritability and anger. Sound familiar? Timid behavior, depression, weakness, delirium, insomnia, uh, impaired concentration, poor memory, abnormal motor control, maybe clumsy and tripping all the time, obsessive compulsive disorder. Think back to that DSM manual that we talked about in the beginning. This sounds familiar, right? Okay, so you've got a lot of these things. I'm not even going to go on here to uh, aluminum. Aluminum's huge, really, really big with speech problems. Okay, child having speech issues. Another one we're going to talk about in a minute is uh, one of the co-infections that's an autoimmune issue. But um, yeah, so it's really important. Aluminum is, um, it affects serotonin and dopamine as well. So, uh, and their their ability to, to, to uh, function properly, um, affecting, you know, again, mood, sleep, and appetite. And then we're going to move on to the co-infections of, of autism. Very, very common in a lot of people, right? You might even recognize them in yourself or another child or your spouse or your, you know, your sister or brother, but especially for children with ASD, they're just super common co-infections, mold, mold biotoxins from water damaged buildings. Now, if it's in your own home, make sure you get rid of it as soon as possible and properly with a professional. And then, you know, if your child is going to school therapies, doctor's offices, getting their hair cut. This was mom, one mom's experience I was working with. Her son had been really severe, wasn't doing, you know, when she found me, wasn't doing well at all. And then um, after a few months in the program, he was, he started talking. He was one of them. They said would never speak, start talking. He was calm. He had been really kind of a, a aggressive earlier on and he was calm and happy and doing well. And we start troubleshooting back and forth. And she's like, I don't know what happened. He's getting worse and regression again. And, and we came full circle with all the things of, you know, troubleshooting any new supplement, any increase in a dosage of anything, any new food, any new exposure, possible exposure to any environment, anything environmental. This is what you always want to do. We're troubleshooting autism or new symptoms or heightened symptoms. What is it? rapid detox. A lot of people don't know how to detox properly. I teach you that properly in my program. I will not ever leave somebody astray there. But this was really important because she figured out she had taken her son to get a haircut at a barbershop and the barber shop had mold in it and he had a mold exposure and it recreated all of his symptoms that had started to go away through us working together. So this is a great example of her being, her and you being able to see how much these kids can be affected by these things. Now, think of how much better he and your child can be when you get all of these underlying causes out of the way, they can be who they truly are. We can help them reach their full potential and live a much happier and healthier life. That is totally what it's about. So water damaged buildings, 
very, very common. And mold is usually worked with improperly. It's antibiotic resistant. You know, a lot of people will throw enzyme formulas at it or antibiotics. And all of these things I'm going to talk about are antibiotic resistant. So don't let people lead you astray. I don't care what kind of professional they are. You got to make sure that somebody really knows what they're doing when they're working with these, or you're not going to get the results you're looking for. Uh, and you know, I am here to help you and I'm happy to help you. It starts with my food guide and it's a great way for you to, of course, get on my email list so I can tell you when I have live events coming up that I teach for free, which I have one coming up soon. So if you don't have my, uh, my free food guide yet, get it and it can get you started on the steps now. And, uh, and then that'll also, then I'll, I'll be able to alert you when all of the uh, links are out for uh, any upcoming events that I have, because I teach them all the time for you. Um, but the link is autismcheatsheet.com. Super easy. Autismcheatsheet.com. That'll get you my free food guide and uh, give you something to start with now. Then I'll also alert you about my upcoming events where I teach all of this and show you how I can help you and walk you through it. Because I know how it is to be really confused in that whirlwind of information out there. Okay. So I just need to say that right now in the middle of this, because I know you're probably thinking, okay, Karen, this sounds really great, but who does help me and how do they know? And what do we do? So uh, I'm, I, I'm here to support you with this and, uh, and help walk, walk you down the right path. Uh, cause I really want to see your child get better. And I want to see you get the support you need. I know the challenges and it's tough. There is no two way or there are no two ways around it. And we don't want to have to pretend it's not, it's not hard. It's okay. You just don't want to dwell in it. You know, that if there's support around and for people who understand, then it helps that much more possible neurological symptoms to look for with, uh, with, uh, with mold impulsivity, learning and memory issues, brain fog, reclusive behavior, uh, language trouble, comprehending and articulating words, more ticks, everybody ticks, ticks, ticks. People always ask what, what causes ticks? There are so many things, this, the stimming and the different types of ticks. So you've got mold and you've got uh, pans, which we'll talk about now. You've got heavy metals. It's never just one thing. That's why I want to make sure you know all A to Z four-stage framework is very important so you don't short of results. Pans, pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric syndrome, also associated with streptococcal infections. So pans is when the immune system attacks the brain. And this can come from rapid die off. It can come from mold exposure. It can come from, um, from uh, pathogenic bacteria in the gut. You know, we talk about things like parasites in the gut. Parasites are also a really big issue with children with ASD that are usually treated with, again, with antibiotics and they're antibiotic resistant. Um, there are Lyme disease and Lyme disease is the next one I was going to talk about causing so many neurological problems that mimic the symptoms of autism. So PANS gets triggered when the immune system has basically just had too much. It's overrided. And this is when your child with ASD can get much, much worse when you're on some type of a detoxification protocol and you have been going too fast because not your fault, because somebody didn't tell you not to go so fast and show you how to do it properly or in, and you were not on toxin binders and the right ones through the process, there is a an absolute sequential process to this. And this is what I teach parents in my program. 
because you have to know how to do it properly so that your child doesn't get really thrown into a pan's flare really fast. So when the immune system attacks the brain, what you're going to see are things like a sudden onset of obsessive compulsive disorder, super, super common. Okay. That's the biggest one with this clinginess and fearfulness associated with it. So you've got anxiousness, but it's got OCD, obsessive compulsive issues and clinginess and fearfulness really associated poor handwriting, trouble sleeping, biting, biting can be really common with hands. Um, abdominal pain. Remember all of these things disrupt the gut. Okay. So we're not just, it's not just food. There are all of these toxins, all their inflammation, all these pathogens and things keep the gut ill. What did we say in the beginning? The gut controls the brain, right? So again, very important Lyme disease. Again, I talked about that close to hundred percent of children with autism have Lyme disease. It mimics the symptoms of autism. Uh, it had rageful anger, really, really like rageful anger is very common with Lyme disease, oppositional behavior, depression. Uh, we've talked about again, learning difficulties and obsessive compulsive disorders, uh, uh, sudden onset of sleep disturbance, uh, uh, joint pain, a lot of neck and even pelvic pain, uh, irritability, it just goes on and on, right? Hair pulling, um, is, oh, hair pulling is parasites. So parasites, number one symptom for parasites can be constipation. So also look at teeth grinding and, uh, as I mentioned, hair pulling, sinus issues, craving sugar, itchy skin, anger, and crazy kind of type behaviors, chronic fatigue. Um, all of these things are, are really important to, to understand that are contributing to your, your child's symptoms of autism. And we don't want to just have our child you know, have to live their life with not only these health issues, but parents, sometimes parents are like, my child's not sick. You know what? Your child likely is sick. Most of us have a toxic overload, which if we're not careful, we and work with early on in life and, and throughout life, because it can help at any age, any age, it's never too late. Then it's important to understand that you're, you and your child can get better and live a higher quality of life. And be able to, you know, find out what that true potential is and, and, and uh, really get them to their absolute best results possible because that's what it's about is us helping our child live to their, to be their very, very best. And so hopefully this was helpful for you today in understanding what causes many of the symptoms of autism, the diagnostic statistical manual and how our children are diagnosed and what categories they have to fall into and how many of these underlying causes that I just mentioned here are causing these kinds of symptoms? If the symptoms go away, what do we call it? I don't even care. It doesn't matter what it's called. What we want to know is that our child is speaking better, sleeping better, eating better, has a healthier gut, absorbing nutrition from the food they eat, has a strong immune system so they're not sick all the time. They're happy to go to school. They're calm and they're relaxed and they're not anxiety prone and afraid of everybody and they can have, make friends and live a happy, healthy and independent as possible life. Because as parents, we don't know how long we're going to be around. And we want to make sure that our children can live the best life absolutely possible for them for the longest as possible too. And it can affect the whole family. I We know that as well. I lived it myself. So hopefully this has been helpful for you, for you and you can 
um, really utilize this information to understand that uh, there are solutions and I absolutely can help you with them. Please get my free food guide at autismcheatsheet.com. And then uh, also be sure um, to um, watch for a link for a free live event that I have coming up very, very soon where I teach all these four stages and really give you more of the nuts and bolts in the background, the understanding and how I can help you through this process because I'm absolutely here to help you, support you in this and to get you the best results that you can for your child because you deserve it. It's not that you have not put out the, you know, the effort. Usually parents have tried so hard, many for decades, and they haven't got the results they want. It's really because they didn't have the right guide. They didn't have the right program. They didn't have the right guidance. And, um, and that can waste a lot of time and, and money too. And, uh, and worst of all, you just don't get the results you're looking for. So I'm here to help you get the results you're looking for. And I look forward to seeing you very, very soon. Take care.